This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 31, verse six. And uh, we're talking about we're talking about all the wise and uh, gifted artisans that God has appointed to make all the utensils, make make all the things that are going to go into the tabernacle of meeting. And that has to do with the meeting that they have with with God, the place where God's going to dwell among them. And you have all these clear pictures that we've talked about of God tabernacling with us or meeting with us or living with us. And so there, there are, these are important ideas and important understandings. But today I want to marry this up with the ideas that we are studying through on Sunday morning in the book of Malachi. The idea that we are not coming to church as we generally are in our society because we live in a consumer society. We live in a society where we consume things, where our economic system is, the the society, the ec- economy, the business class, the things that we go to work for, they make things. And then we as, we as citizens, we as people in the society, we go and consume them. We go buy them. We buy what we, what we see as quality and what we see as the best. If it's, if it's, uh, campaign maybe it it's got a advertisement campaign that that really touches us we go and and consume their products it's a lot of based off of first quality but it's also based off of the the fads of the modern day society whatever is the modern feel for what is good what is right what is beautiful then we go and consume those things and so we live in a modern consumer society and oftentimes, that's how we treat church as individuals. As individual believers, we come to church to consume. And that is really problematic as far as how we, how we deal with God, because that causes us, if you come to church to consume, and at the church, that's where we grow, we learn, we, we, we're discipled. If that is what we're doing at church, the problem comes in that, we're not there to consume. We're there for a intimate relationship. And so what the church can do for me and what God can do for me is a one-sided view of Christianity. It's a one-sided view of how we do how we do religion. And so when the church or when individuals teach bring that to the table, they come in and say we're here. We're going to give you the very, very best. We're going to, we're going to slick it up. We're going to make it nice. We're going to make it this, make it that. And we're going to make it so that it's comfortable for you. We're going to make uh, everything acceptable for you. We're going to make, we're going to make you okay 
so that you don't feel like you don't feel like you're being put upon at all. And we want you when you come to church to feel like to feel like you're okay. When we do that, what we do is we remove we remove the gospel. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus died so that we might be changed. Jesus died so that we might have relationship with him. And you go, what are you talking about change? I'm talking about going from death to life. This is the gospel that Jesus died according to the scriptures, was buried and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And John the Baptist had been preaching that prior to Jesus. Repent, which means turn because there is a kingdom that is right now available to you. And that kingdom requires a turning or I guess the best word you could use for repent other than turn is to change, to be changed, to be different. And uh, you cannot be different if you are going to be made comfortable. You cannot be different if things are going to be just like they always have been. If God does not change you, he's not God. Whoever you're dealing with is not God. That is, he is your version of God, which is really not the worship of God, but it's the worship of yourself. And for God to accept us as we are in death and leave us there makes him not God also. Now, does God accept us in death at the beginning? Sure. That's why there is a call to turn. There's a call to be changed. And that call to be changed requires that we bring ourselves to the table and allow the change to take place. And oftentimes we bring our least and our our worst to the table. We come to church when we have nothing else to do. We turn to God when we have no other source of hope. We, we, We seek God out and we seek to serve when the time is right for me. And so, therefore, as we go through life, God is just another thing we consume. And as we're studying through here in book of Exodus 31, he says in verse 6, And indeed I have appointed with him Heliab, the son of Ahisamach, and of the trial of Dan. And what he's talking about is the other guy that I couldn't pronounce up there in chapter in verse 2. He, he says, I put wisdom in their hearts. That means giftedness. That means understanding in their hearts and as gifted artisans that they make that they may make all that I've commanded you. Notice they're coming to church. <clears throat> they're coming to the tabernacle and they're bringing their skills and their gifts. We're talking about not we're not talking about spiritual gifts. We're talking about natural skill, skills and abilities. They're coming. And the reason they were chosen is because they're bringing their best. And we're going to see that on Sunday morning when we're studying through Malachi. God is going to confront the people about bringing their lame and their sick as sacrifices to him. And that what they're doing is they're just bringing their leftovers. And this idea of bringing your leftovers to God is a painful idea. Because Jesus said, and and this is a powerful statement about not only about money and finances and consumerism, but it's a powerful statement about a person's heart. He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Meaning the things that matter the most to you, where you focus them at, there your heart is going to be also. And the 
as far as economic terms, there are a lot of things out there with, that we can replace. But the word for fun, for being able to replace and make more of it and the ability to sell it is the word for fun, is in the economics is fungibility. It's fungible, meaning I can sell it and I can buy it and it's easy to, it's easy to pass pass on well the the most fungible asset that we have and yet the most limited asset that we have that god has given us is time and so you have all the time that god has given you and it's readily available and you can sell it for whatever you want to sell it for but it's also limited and so the first thing is time and the second thing is the gifted giftedness and talents that God has given us. And the third thing is the spiritual gifts that God has given us. And the fourth thing is his call. And the fifth thing is our faith. And I can start going through all these things that God has provided to us to serve him, to bring to him as, as our sacrifices, as our offering to him. And God requires of us to bring the best. Why? Because he gave us his best. And oftentimes, because of our, you know, our natural culture that we live in, we feel like that we come to church to be served. Sure, when you first come to church, you are served. You're served by people who have who've given their lives to feed into you hope and life. But you don't remain there to be served, or you just become you become a a a consumer of God and not a doer of anything. And in the body, that is the, the description of cancer. And you go, what, what are you talking about? Cancer masses are created by cancer cells. And cancer cells are cells that are natural tissue to the area that they're in. So if I have lung cancer is made of cancer cells that used to be cells that were lung tissue. And what happens is the cell mutates and what, what occurs after that is the cell stops doing what it was made to do. And what it was made to do is take in oxygen so that we can have it in our blood, so that we can burn energy, so that we can live. And so then if I've got, if I've got lung cancer, then I've got a cell in my lungs that is supposed to be a part of the whole business of breathing and providing oxygen to my body. And then it just stops doing it. And the bad thing is that cell doesn't just stop doing it. It reproduces. And as it reproduces, you begin to have multiple cells in an area that used to be lung cells that do the function of the lung. And then all of a sudden, they stop doing that. And all they do is eat, consume, and reproduce. And consuming and reproducing creates a mass. And that mass eventually takes over the whole lung, and the whole body dies because the lungs are no longer providing oxygen to the body. The lungs are just eating or consuming and reproducing. And when we come to God's kingdom as consumers, meaning we're there just to consume, and we never ever bring our gifts, never ever bring our talents, never ever bring our skills, never ever bring the wisdom and the great things that God has provided us to do it, make all these utensils and all these things that you see in 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, accoutrements of worship, the art, the tables, the tent, the oil, 
all the things, and, and you have literally got to go through detailed in verse 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. He goes through all the details of the prior chapters where he's telling them all the things to make and how to make them. When we come in and we don't make these things, when we come and we don't bring these things to the church, but we bring just whatever leftover time I have, whatever leftover energy or effort I have, whatever leftover gift that I haven't used out in the world, whatever is just enough for today. Whenever we do that on a regular basis, we bring God our lame and our dead and our lost and our nothing. And when we do that, <clears throat> listen to me, we become cancer. We literally become a unit in the body and by, by the way, we're all a part of the body of Christ. Literally, the scripture teaches us that we're the body. And each one of us is a part of that body. And as being a part of that body, we have a function to do in the body. And when we bring just our consumerism, meaning we're going to consume what others are providing as far as God and what others are providing as far as his kingdom and his purposes, when we just bring that to the table, we, we are the destructive force that ultimately kills the body. That's a powerful statement. It's a powerful understanding. You have been given by God grace, faith, salvation, the new line, all by the finished, complete, well-done, holy work of Jesus Christ a work that is so powerful that God says, because of that, his name should be above every name, including his own, including the Heavenly Father's name, that because of that finished work, he has made him above all things and then given you the full benefit of that work. And he requires of you all back. He requires of you everything back from that. And you, we cannot play games about this. Uh, too much is, is at stake. Our lives are at stake. Our family is at stake. Our community is at stake. Our world is at stake. Too much is, is at stake for us to spend our lives consuming in the flesh and not coming and operating and walking and functioning in the spiritual life that God has given us. When we do that, we, we destroy ourselves and we destroy those around us. And that's why you have all kinds of issues in the church. That's why you have all pettiness and selfishness in the church. That's why you have people who say, they didn't meet my needs. I, I didn't feel comfortable there. I, I didn't feel like that they were speaking to me. And if you'll begin to listen to the issues people have with the church, oftentimes you realize it's a consumerism issue. Maybe of the people that were at that church, maybe it's the people who are going out there looking for church. In fact, we have a term of art that we use when we go and search for uh, a church. It's called church shopping. Not God hunting, not spirit living, not kingdom seeking but church shopping. I've been out church shopping. Be careful. You might be a cancer cell.
You might be a consumer, but you may never be a creator. You might be a consumer, you, but you never might be a wise artisan, adept at functioning in the spiritual life that God has given you. You may wake up one day bitter about God and bitter about the church, and the reason you are is because you spent your whole life consuming rather than building. That's a dangerous place to be. Avoid it at all costs. I pray that won't be the case for those who are listening. Quite clearly, you are seeking it out. Quite clearly, you need to have that understanding. Quite clearly, you do not need to foster that understanding in others, but you need to model service. You need to model giving God all that you have. You need to model doing the kingdom work at its very best. And when we do, we see the mighty power of God at work in our lives and at work in our friends' lives and at work in our community and our family. I pray that would be the case for us. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.